Katrina Renee Dyer Taylor. Good morning. Good morning, Pamela. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We are going to hear Katrina's story today. We want to learn a little bit more about you, ma'am. A little bit about Katrina. I guess we'll start uh, with little Katrina. <laughs> what can I say about uh, little Katrina? Um, I was always laid back, a little bit quiet. Not, not much has changed, as you can see. <laughs> Look quiet. Uh, stayed to myself and was okay with it. Uh, didn't feel left out just by choice. I kind of stayed to myself. Even then, when I think about some stories, I was a forgiving little girl. I was a forgiving little girl, and I loved kids. Oh, my goodness, I loved kids. So growing up, uh, born and raised in Chicago, mm -hmm. it was just myself, uh, my mother, and my older sister. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, all I can remember is just the three of us. I know that our family had endured a lot of deaths before me mm -hmm. because I never knew my grandmother. I never knew my grandfather. Uh, there were some aunts I never got a chance to meet because they all passed before I came along. Mm -hmm. But even after that, our family continued to endure a lot of deaths. Mm -hmm. So um, I think one of the ways my mother coped with it was being quiet into herself, and that kind of passed on over to me. And I'm a little quiet and nervous, like, what's going to happen next? Uh, how's this family story going to go, you know? But I can say for the most part, um, it didn't last that long as far as the deaths, uh -huh. because we felt like it kept happening over mm -hmm. and over again. It did not last as long as, thank God, <laughs> mm -hmm. that it could have gone. But um, let's see. Let's take you back to grade school. Okay. Grade school, I was always the teacher's pet. Really? I was kind of smart <laughs> and smart about being smart. You know, mm -hmm. you in the teacher's face, you're smiling, you're doing your work, of course. Mm -hmm. And um, I was the teacher's pet, so I got teased a little bit about that. Oh, she the teacher's pet. Oh, she the hall monitor. Oh, she's this, oh, she's you that. The hall monitor too? I, I was the hall monitor as well. <laughs> she was that kid. I was okay. that kid. And I was quiet, so even uh, a few times, I guess I kind of walk with my head up. And they would call me stuck up, like, uh, she thinks she all that. She mm -hmm. walking with her head up. Why is she walking like that? And it was never that. Mm -hmm. That's just the way I walk. Right. I'm like, my head up? Let me look in the mirror. <laughs> I didn't know. Thank you for telling me. But, um, yeah, so our family actually moved a lot. I went to four high schools. Not oh. four high schools. I'm sorry. One high school. Four grammar schools. Uh -huh. Four grammar schools. Uh, we did move a lot. The first time we moved um, was because my sister, 
she fell off the third floor. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> she fell off the third floor, broke a pelvis bone in her arm. And, of course, you know, because the banister was loose, mm-hmm. they were at fault. Oh, and because my mother sued, we had to move. Okay. So we moved in. Uh, another time we moved because our apartment was broken into different reasons, not because we were forced or, mm-hmm. you know, couldn't afford to live where we were living. It's just mm-hmm. that something occurred so all the time. It just kept, yes, mm-hmm. that caused okay. us to move. Mm-hmm. And throughout moving so much, I gained so many friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it, was, it wasn't as easy making friends, but I did look forward to it. Mm-hmm. But I never let go of my old friends. Okay. I had a bicycle, and as a little girl, I knew how to ride the CTA. So I knew the whole south side and the whole west side oh. of the east side of Chicago. Yes, <laughs> not the west, west side. Okay. I don't know nothing about the west side. <laughs> East to west, west on the okay. south side of Chicago. I knew it. I knew it like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that for me was comforting because when you know that you're going to move and everything is going to start over, mm-hmm. you have that one little thing to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I get to meet some new people. Okay. I get to make some new friends that I'm going to collect. You know how they, mm-hmm. as kids, they collect cards mm-hmm. and collect things mm-hmm. and keep them. I collected friends. Okay. And I held on to them, and I kept them, and I held them tight in good times and in bad times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like I said, I grew up a single mom. My mother, uh, her dad died when she was a little girl. Her mom died when she was 12. So I never had a grandma. Mm-hmm. I never had someone to call grandma. Now, she was raised by her aunt, which is my great aunt. Mm-hmm. And she did live a good life. She lived a good life. And I had that as my grandmother right. figure. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the grandma. And I didn't have the grandma on, the, on my father's side. Because actually, uh, my father, I didn't... Actually, I say meet him because I didn't remember as a child, but mm-hmm. I didn't meet him until I was in high school. Okay. And it was me knowing his name and just wondering, hmm, I wonder if I can find him. Out of nowhere, I just said, I wonder if I can find him. You know, we had the, the white pages back then. Right. So I'm like, all these names, mm-hmm. he got to be in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got to be in there. So I'm just searching, and I find the name, and there it is. Lo and behold, there it is. But it wasn't him. It was his father. Oh. <laughs> he saw, he, uh, apparently he was a junior, and I was okay. senior. So mm-hmm. I found his father, uh, and he gave me my dad's number, who uh, had relocated mm-hmm. to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And from then, uh, we kind of developed a relationship. Okay. I didn't ask him what happened. I didn't ask him why he, you know, wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't matter for some reason. It didn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. All I know is this is my father, mm-hmm. and this is the step we're going to take from here and on. So that's what I was saying about even as a child being forgiven. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people say, oh, I don't care that my dad wasn't there, so I don't care about him. He don't right. care about me. Right. I never had that mentality. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. I found him, and I was happy about it. 
fast forward past high school and, you know, still moving because the last time we moved was when I got to high school. I did get to go to one high school, which was amazing to me. Mm -hmm. But in that one high school, because I didn't know my father and his family, Mm -hmm. which is my family too, (laughs) I went to school with a lot of my cousins. They even tried to hit on me. <laughs> Luckily, nothing happened. Right. <laughs> uh, one of my closest friends, mm-hmm. LaFonzie, was my friend before I knew she was my cousin. I was going to say, I thought that was your cousin. That is my cousin. <laughs> she was my friend before she was oh, my okay. cousin. Yep. So I think that um, it's amazing. Uh, let's see, where can I go so, next? Yeah, sounds like you had a pretty good childhood. I did. I did. I had a pretty good childhood. Um, my sister, my sister was pre- got pregnant at an early age. Mm-hmm. She had she has five children, but she had her first one. I think she was about fifteen years old, mm-hmm. which made me a very young auntie. Mm-hmm. But that was my first baby. Because you all are how far apart? Five years? Uh, seven. Oh, yes, you were a young auntie. Yes, I was a young auntie, and that was my first baby. I think that was the beginning of my click for, Mm -hmm. ooh, I like babies. Mm -hmm. I like kids. Oh, they're so cute, you know. So she had five. Love them all to death. But because my sister and I had such a big gap in age, Mm -hmm. she moved out early. Mm -hmm. So even though I was born with a sister at home, it was like I was the only child. Right. So uh, the neighborhood kids became my little sisters and little brothers, mm-hmm. and I would invite all the kids over in the basement, put on some little movies, Barney, pop some popcorn, just had the little kids over to my house. I don't know. I was drawn to kids. I can definitely picture I- <laughs> all of that. But I was never one to say, oh, I want to grow up and have this amount of kids. Mm -hmm. I never said that. Mm -hmm. But I knew I loved kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I did grow up to have two of my own Mm -hmm. and a bonus daughter. So it's three of us, Mm -hmm. all girls, Mm -hmm. in a house with one man. Amazing. I like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He loves it. (laughs) He has no other choice. But uh, speaking of that man, that man, which is my husband, my provider, my rock, my everything. Cute little story about how I met my husband, Carl. Uh, so we both worked for the same company, and the, the same company but two different buildings. So they come together for the Christmas parties. So we met in 2002, I believe, and we kind of just saw each other. Mm-hmm. I saw him, he saw me, but I ended up leaving early because I wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. And... Long story short, 2003. A whole year later. A whole year later, Christmas party. Mm -hmm. Who's standing there waiting on me to walk in the door? And the reason why I know that is because his buddy said, Oh, there she go. There she go. (laughs) (laughs) There she go. And the rest is history. We were like this and never separated. By that time, I had I already had my daughter, Amaya. She was three years old, the love of my life. I didn't do things quite the right way the first time around, but the second time around was a, uh, I a totally hit it out the park. I hit, it, I hit it out the park because he has took my daughter in 
loved on her, treated her as if he were her very own. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of felt guilty about that. Like, I didn't give my daughter the right upbringing. I didn't give her the perfect father. Mm -hmm. But is there a sense of the perfect father? Because she knew her dad. Right. But he wasn't in her life the way he could have and should have mm -hmm. been. Mm -hmm. But uh, Carl never faulted. He took her. He loved her. And we're all just one big happy family. Mm -hmm. He was content with having one child. I was content with having one child. A little bit later, we like, hmm, how about we have one together? And Why not? Long comes a Nyla. <laughs> And we are all one big happy family to today. So I'm, uh, I'm very appreciative for the learning experience in it all, but uh, more appreciative uh, how things are panning out and how we are there for one, each, one another. Mm -hmm. We come together, we have our own song uh, from Dream Girls. Mm -hmm. uh, the song is, you know it. It's not listen. Well, no, we are a family. Like That's a it. Tree. That's it. I knew that. That's right. You told me that before. We come together every time because mm -hmm. she's away. Amaya's away in college. Every time she come home, we watch the movie, mm -hmm. hug, and just rock and love <laughs> on each other. <laughs> we're kind of, so we're, cor we're corny. <laughs> corny but cute. Yeah. So, um, church. I grew up in church. But not with the parent that said you had to go to church. Mm -hmm. Because my mother wasn't going to church, but my neighbors were. Uh -huh. And I wanted to go. So I went with them to church. And everything that I did, from the Bible study to the usher and to the singing in the choir to the just going around to all the different events that they had, mm -hmm. it was just something within me that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I thank God for uh, that upbringing on my part mm -hmm. because she never, my mother never told me I didn't have to go. She never told me to go, mm -hmm. but that was something that I wanted to do. And uh, a little bit later on in life, she did adapt to church. Mm -hmm. And because she chose a church, which is Trinity United Church of Christ, because she chose it first, mm -hmm. that is now my church home mm -hmm. for over 20 years. And going there uh, under Reverend Jeremiah A. Wright Jr. has been uh, it's been God sent. It has been a blessing upon blessing upon blessing. You know everything that he taught, I listened. Everything he said, I listened and I adapt. And it it kind of patterned my world, mm -hmm. you know, because like I said, I met, I was there at church before I met Carl. He's mm -hmm. God started aligning everything in my life mm -hmm. in the direction that he wanted it to go. Mm -hmm. All I had to do was trust him and he started aligning things. And not only did he align that, but he brought me my bonus sisters, Pamela Pelt Robinson and Portia Hawkins. So uh, meeting them made things even greater mm -hmm. because, like I said, I was there at the church, but I didn't branch out like I did at the smaller churches. I didn't do the usher and I didn't do the choir. I didn't do that. I was there. I was present, but I wasn't involved. Mm -hmm. So when I met Pamela and Portia, 
they introduced me to uh, a ministry called Sisterhood. Yeah. Isn't that funny that that's the that ministry is, exactly. that we bonded in? Invited me to be a member of Sisterhood. And uh, like I say, it has truly been, um, it's, it's been, I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. It's been a sisterhood. It's, it it, it it's truly been has a been a sisterhood. Since we met. I would uh, gladly agree. I do have a lot of friends. Not a lot, but I have uh, a good number of friends that I can really depend on, that I can count on, that's there for me, that I would do anything for them. And one of them happens to be you, Pamela. You are so much more than my friend. You are my sister for life. I have loved you since the time I met you. You've always been sweet. You've always been kind. I love you for always being there for my children. I can call you at the drop of a hat, and you would make sure that if I needed you for my children, you would be right there for them. Because you put so much into me and poured so much love into me and my family, there is nothing that I would not do for you and your family. So I just say thank you from the bottom of my heart for always being there. I know this sisterhood uh, is not just about double dutch. It is not just about double dutch. It is so much more than that. Mm -hmm. And for me, it has always started out as more than double dutch. Because when you came to me in your time of need Mm -hmm. and asked me to do what you wanted for yourself to make yourself better, Mm -hmm. I didn't hear double dutch. I heard, you need me. And I heard from myself, I got you, whatever you need. So I'm grateful that I was able to help you in whatever part I was able to help because God did it all. God put it all together. God worked it all out. He ordered our steps, and he made this movement what it is today. But just for you to be able to say thank you to me, I don't feel like I've done much. I don't feel like I've done anything. I know who did it all, mm-hmm. and that is God. That's right. I'm just grateful to have been there for you in your time of need. So thank you for being my sister in life. Uh, I'm so grateful for this movement and all that it has become. You truly are a remarkable woman, and what you are doing with this movement is affecting not only so many other women, but myself. You have changed my life as well. You have made me an even better person, if that's possible, because I'm already great. (laughs) I'm already great. But you have made me a much better person. You have given me something to look forward to. You know, I have an amazing family. I love my family with all my heart. And I would love to spend every day and every night with them. (laughs) But just to be able to get away Mm -hmm. sometimes and do something that makes me happy, Mm -hmm. that puts a smile on my face, seeing others happy means more to me than my happiness. Mm -hmm. Hearing the ladies and their testimonies and what God has done for them through this movement, can't nobody touch that. 
Can't nobody touch that. So thank you for the 40-plus Double Dutch Club. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your ongoing love. And just thank you for being you, the amazing soul that you are, Pamela Pelt Robinson. And thank you. I know that this is supposed to be your time to talk, and I'm supposed to just be sitting back and listening. But I have to say that had God not used you to be there for me, Mm -hmm. there would be no 40-plus Double Dutch Club. So God used you, and you were there for me in my time of need. And in turn, he used our friendship to open up this movement, start this movement that has transformed not only my life and your life, but the lives of thousands of women all across the world. Mm -hmm. So nobody can tell us that this was not God ordained because we know it was. And it's just been an amazing journey to watch it start with me and you and to see all of the other women all over the world whose lives have been touched. And I just really appreciate you sitting back, opening up, telling your story, because we know you don't like to talk a whole lot, but (laughs) telling your story. And um, we just want everybody to know who you are and who we have to thank for being the perfect picture of what a friend and a sister should be. And that's why this is beyond the ropes. That's right. The podcast. podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you're looking for fun